Well, alright, it's me, Dr. Fuck from Thrasher or Die, and with me this week, what a surprise. Oh, yeah! Ian Wadley, what are you doing here? Hey, I'm getting drunk. Uh, I'm getting uh, preparated for my birthday tomorrow. That's right. Happy unbelated birthday to you. Thank I'm, you. I'm the first one to wish you a happy birthday. Yes, you are. I know a couple people on on Facebook wish you a happy birthday, but really, do they fucking matter? <laughs> anyway, so what's going on, Ian? Oh, man, uh, not much. Well, we've, we've done such uh, packed shows lately, we haven't done a regular news segment, so... Uh... So th- th- this is nice. We haven't done this in a while. Uh, yeah, it's been a really great pleasure being away from you, my friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Likewise. Oh, hey! <laughs> That's, that was rude. Apologize. <laughs> You're sorry. Uh, okay, here's one thing I want to let all our listeners know. Uh, this isn't official, but I just heard recently uh, Podcast One, which is uh, we're on Podbean. That's our Podbean server. But Podcast One is starting to charge now for episodes that are older than six weeks. And I haven't got any confirmation yet that Podbean is going to do this. But if Podcast One, which is slightly like a larger uh, podcast provider, is doing it, I would think it's not too far off in the future. So this is something I want to tell all our fans. All our episodes, our favorite episodes, you might want to go ahead and uh, physically download those and keep them. Because what Podcast One did is after six weeks, you have to be a premium subscriber to get older episodes. Uh, I got the solution. What's that? I want all you idiots out there to sell your soul to the devil and get iTunes. Uh, Oh, well, no, no, look at the bright side. Once you sell your soul to the devil and you get on iTunes, you will no longer be an idiot. Well, that, that you bring up an interesting point, Ralph. I'm not quite sure how that would work if they would still be available on iTunes uh, it, once Podcast One takes them down. I don't think they would be. They're the devil! <laughs> so, yeah, that that's what might happen, is you might have to pay, uh, you know, be a, a subscriber to Podbean, to get older episodes. Now, this isn't confirmed. I'm just saying this could be a trend that starts with podcasts. Because, you know, more and more people are starting their own podcast, and these servers, they have to hold all these old episodes, and they're going to start charging for it. So I have, no another, I have another solution. What's that? Why don't you just go get another job? <laughs> yeah, you bums. Hey, some of our listeners don't even have one job, let alone two jobs. No, no, we're not asking them for money. Well, yeah, some of you listeners, go get a job and help pay for this. <laughs> Fucking freeloaders. You know, you know. technically, all our fans are freeloaders. That, that's true. No, but I like that. I like that shit. That's cool. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we don't want to charge for this shit. You know, oh, yeah. and, and, and this would be something that would be out of our out of our hands. And, and, again, this is just speculation. But if the biggest company's doing it, I can kind of see the others uh, start to fall through. So... If you if you know if you if you want to pay Podbean, hey, that's great. But if not, do what I do, man. Down, it don't cost you anything to download all these episodes. But you know, download them to your computer so you can have them forever, no matter what. You know, and nobody can take them away. That's true. Because if you don't, then you're gonna miss the episodes. And come on, you guys are fucking cheap ass bastards. 
You yeah. never, you're never gonna hear like this episode right now, right now, this one. Yeah, it'll be yeah. gone. If you do what uh, Andrew Jacobs just did, backlog like five of our episodes, like he didn't listen to us for over a month, and and, and then all of a sudden he started listening to us again. But uh, you know, if they change that and you do that, you're gonna have to pay for your mistakes. Yeah, well, yeah, they, but they can't pay. They're all freeloaders. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like them. I like you freeloader fuckers. All right. Well, since we haven't done this in a while, I know something we got to get to, and that's some new iTunes reviews. Yeah, iTunes, the devil. <laughs> and we got a couple of five-star iTunes reviews. The first... A couple? Ooh, more than yeah. one, huh? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Look at us. The first one is a five-star review from Daniel Lesbick, and it's entitled... Best duo since Hall and Oates. Oh man, I love that. Leave me alone. Come on, hey Ian, you want to sing with me? I'm Come a on. family man. man, and I don't know what I'm. Da, da, da. Come on, one, two, three. Leave me alone. I'm a. You suck. I'm, I'm Oates. I, I, I just stand there with the fucking porn stash. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Fine. <laughs> All right, and he says, and I quote, "Hi guys." I've been a Ralph fan since the Almost Human page 56. See that days. once again. Well, how much more proof do we need that it's because of me? Oh, it's all because of you. <laughs> thank and, you, by the way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And naturally have been following the podcast since day one. Hell yeah. <laughs> you guys are amazing together, and I hope neither of you ever quit. Most of all, I'm here to thank Ian and Ralph for being such nice guys. Wait, wait, Ian and Ralph? Yeah. What an asshole. Uh, always taking the time to talk to us on the Facebook page. That's priceless. Greetings from Brazil. All right. I, I, thank you, Brazilian guy. That was awesome. But remember, it's Ralph and Ian. Or, <laughs> next time you say Ian and Ralph, unsubscribe to me. Yeah, prick. <laughs> he, he, he lathered your ass and, and yeah, then wiped the clean. He, he, <laughs> yeah, he lathered my ass and then he put a drill bit in it. That was not cool, Brazilian. No, nah, I love you, man. You're, you're cool. Yeah, como esta mi amigo? Even though, even though they don't speak Spanish, it's Portuguese, but whatever. Yeah, he lathered you up and then he gave you a Brazilian and just ripped it right off. Ouch! <laughs> All right, well, we, well, thank you, Daniel, for that. Thank great, you, uh, gracias. Yes, I adore me more. Que? Que? <laughs> All right, our next one comes from Rich Can fifty one fifty. Rich Can. Yes. Wait, wait. R I C H C A N. Yes. All Rich, one word. All one word. Rich can. And and uh, I, I believe uh, this this guy sent me a, a very nice private message. I think his name's Richard Canyon. Did he did like he that. say something to the effect like, "Hey Ian, I know you because of the Almost Human page." Did he say that? <laughs> yeah. No. Cool. Cool. He goes. He goes. I know you from getting banned from the Almost Human page. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, You're a rebel. You. You, you rebel. You. This is another five-star review entitled Great Podcast. And he says, and I quote, Let me start by saying if you're a hard rock and metal fan, this is a must-listen. Love this podcast. These guys know a ton about good metal, and they might be the funniest couple of guys I've ever heard on a podcast. They break down and review all the great bands and records. You won't hear Sammy Hagar or Bon Jovi or all the same bands you can listen to on classic rock radio and fall asleep to. Instead, you will hear the best metal bands and a lot of gems that should never be overlooked. Give these guys a listen. You won't be disappointed. That's awesome. Thank you, Rich Can. That was yes. awesome. And but, I, I, I believe uh, 
I believe he found us through uh, through Decimal Geek. And the same guy I'm thinking of, he's a, he's a UPS driver. And that's what he does all day long is he listens to our show, listens to Decimal Geek. And, uh, and he just discovered both of our shows. But since he drives all day, he's like, has heard all our episodes. That's awesome. Hey, yeah. hey Ian, uh, not to get off the subject, just to get back to that. Uh, you've been banned off the Almost Human page. You know what I? You know what my, my thoughts are of you not being on the Almost Human page anymore. You don't even think about it. <laughs> you, want, you want me to tell you? Yeah. I think. I, I think. I, you ready? I think it's better than the Elder. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Alrighty. Well, that is our iTunes reviews. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Rich Can and the Brazilian guy. That's an almost human 56 fan who discovered the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast through me. As you can tell, I have not been stroking myself for the past, like what, several episodes. Well, I'm back. My ego is now back. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm awesome and stuff. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Thank you. I like, right. I like when you're truthful. <laughs> I always tell the truth. Even when I like. Hey! <laughs> so what's next? All right. Well, next we got some good old-fashioned news. Yeah. And, and uh, the biggest story going right now, holy cow. Something to finally shut up all the goddamn Axl Rose shit. And that would be Ozzy and Sharon split up after 33 years of marriage. I'm worried about this. I don't like this at all. I think this is horrible news. Everybody's jumping for joy, but I don't like this because of two reasons. One, Ozzy's too pussy-whipped and he might do something stupid. Number two, if she ends up not managing Ozzy anymore, she's going to ruin the guy. She's good at that. You know what I mean? Now, um... There's been a lot of speculation about that. Now, I don't know if you just saw, but she just commented today on the situation. I don't know if you read what she said today, Ralph. No. Uh, basically, she said, uh, you know, Ozzy is found now. There was the thing like nobody could find Ozzy. People worried about if he fell off the wagon. Then Ozzy came out and talked to uh, E! Entertainment and said he has not fallen off the wagon. He did leave the house. She asked him to leave the house, so he went and stayed at a hotel. And now he is at the house, and she has left. Wow. Well, yes. yeah, well, that's, I think that should be the fucking way it is. He built that fucking house out of his sweat and blood and insanity. She well, just, and, like, helped him get there. And reportedly, combined, they are worth $440 million. Yeah. So, and, boy, you know, you know, $440 million, but you know what? $430 million really belongs to Bob Daisley. Oh, I know. <laughs> that was me making a funny. <laughs> Fuck that guy. But uh, uh, she went on to say that she's she's found new inner strength uh, and has even gone as far to say she does not know if this is the end of their marriage. I mean, right. as if you, if you know the history of their relationship, you know, uh, you know, initial reports made this sound like, oh, this is finally the straw that broke the camelback. Uh, reportedly, he was having an affair with a hairdresser. Right. And that's what it is this time. But, you know, keep this in mind. He almost killed this woman in 89, and they got back together. So I love that story. The story is he got really drunk. He walked up to her, and he says, we decided you have to go. And it, yes. was, all, and it was only him standing there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That rules. Yeah, he was on a five-day bender there. 
You ever, but, uh, you ever heard the story where he got really drunk and he got in military clothes and ran around the house shooting the cats? No. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that, that's, a, that's another crazy Aussie story. Oh, I got a couple Aussie stories. One I just found out the other day, which made me laugh like crazy. Well, two. One's okay and funny, but the second one's the funniest. The first one was she came home once and found him with two nannies in the bed with him. You know that story? You heard this one? Oh, uh, I, I don't think... I, I, I heard about the one where they were in Tokyo, and uh, she came into the hotel and he was in bed with a girl. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, that's an old one. No, this I just found out recently. She came home and found him in bed with two, two nannies. But that's not the funny one. The funniest one. And she forgave him for this because she actually believed him. One time she caught him with a chick, and he said to her, Well, I thought that was you. <laughs> And she believed it. <laughs> and you know what? I believe him too. I believe Ozzy was fucking some chick thinking it was Sharon. Right. <laughs> that shit's no, classic. That oh, is yeah, so yeah. classic. I, I mean, if, if you know, you know, his his history of, of abuse, uh, I wouldn't put anything past uh, it. You know? I, I, I thought it was you, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> I should have yeah. known it wasn't you because you know, I felt no taste. I heard he used the same excuse when he got caught fucking one of those dogs, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But uh, I, one thing I will say, man, I kind of agree with you on this, though, Ralph. Uh, I'd be afraid what would happen to Ozzy without her. I, I think it might just be a matter of time till he would relapse. And, and, uh, and, and you know what's the scariest part? It's fucking 2016. It's not the time to get Ozzy depressed. Right, and at his age, I mean, this is another thing you've got to take into consideration. I mean, look at what happened to Kevin DeBro, man. You know, he was just doing some coke and died. Uh, look, look at what happened to uh, uh, John Edens' whistle. And when John Edens' whistle died, he was younger than what Ozzy is now. So it would take less, I believe, to kill Ozzy at this age. So yeah. even even a minor, like, because, really, you know, he does love, love the coke uh, when he relapsed. So I, I think a relapse at, at this point in his life would be far more dangerous. And as much as I'd love to see him away from Sharon, uh, I really think overall that would be detrimental to his health. And the most important thing is we still want Ozzy alive. So. But you know what would be a solution? Let's hook him up with that chick that he thought was Sharon again. <laughs> that, way, that way he will be away from Sharon and with some chick where he thinks it's Sharon. Yeah, because you know, and, and, and plus, you know, he needs uh, he needs her to handle his career. Because if, if not, you know, uh, Ozzy could be opening up for Sammy Hagar at Rimfest. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, we don't want that. You mean River Riverside Stadium? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Casino. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I've got a feeling that they're gonna reconcile this. You know, I I, I think she's gonna. Yeah. She's going to make him feel appropriately bad, and she knows he's a fucking cash cow. Of course. I mean, come on. It's obvious. Who else? I mean, you know, she you know, she, she did uh, manage ELO when they were big, but, you know, ELO, I mean, they released a pretty good album recently, but it didn't do anything. Yeah, and, but, but uh, I, I thought it was her father that managed ELO. Not no, her. no. Well, you might be right. But I know yeah. she had something to do with it because I have the Blu-ray. I just recently acquired the Blu-ray out of the blue tour. I'm a big ELO fan. Yeah, me too. And the that Blu-ray, when you watch the Blu-ray, this is from 77, I think. The very beginning of the show, you see Sharon Osbourne walking with the band. So she had something to do with it. Uh, maybe she's still friends with him. But I mean, look, look at all the other acts 
that she managed that that she couldn't parlay. I mean, and uh, you know, the the Lita Ford w would probably well, be her most successful. But look at uh, uh, Cold Ch uh, yeah, Cold Chamber. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the shit with Smashing Pumpkins didn't work out. Thrash uh, or die. Yeah, yeah, thrash or die. That didn't work out. Uh, you, you know, no other band has she really, you know, parlayed into what she did with Ozzy. You know, she's she's really good at taking care of Ozzy's best interest. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, and at this point, I mean, goddamn, you're almost well. She's younger than him, but you know, it's like when you're in your sixties. Oh, why why start over? You're fucking halfway dead. You're over halfway dead. You know, you might as well just sleep in the bed you made. With the maid, who you think's your wife? Yeah, <laughs> you know? I love that story. That might be that might be the greatest Ozzy Osbourne story, along with when he was a kid, he got arrested for breaking into a store with fingerless gloves. <laughs> that was another good one. He robbed the store with fingerless gloves and left fingerprints everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't get one palm print. He got them there. <laughs> you know, and you know another funny story was the first time Bill Ward ever met Ozzy. Ozzy was walking down the street with a shoe on a leash. He was walking. He was walking a shoe. <laughs> you gotta love Ozzy, man. Yeah, he was screaming at the shoe, going, "Sharon, yeah. Sharon!" <laughs> yeah. Oh, good lord! All right. Well, you know, yeah. Though I, I have faith they're gonna get back together because, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's I don't know, man. It, it's just I can't see them apart. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah, I, I think they'll get back together. This I, is, and this also could be, you know, hey, you know, we haven't been in the news lately, so let's, like, concoct this. Because, honestly, Ozzy's cheated on her so many times. Why all of a sudden, because of this hairdresser, he's going to, yeah, you know, I, I, oh, I, now I'm going to leave you. No. I'll tell and you I, what, I, I wouldn't put it above Sharon to do some shit like that either. Have you seen, yeah. the, have you seen the, the hairdresser? Did you see a picture of her? Yeah, not, not too shabby. Yeah, man, I wouldn't mind licking her cooch. Not, not too shabby. But yeah, you, you never know with her. This could be to try to get people to watch that horrible talk show. Oh, yeah, yeah. she's got a talk show. What is it? Sharon Osbourne show? The talk. The talk, okay. Yeah. So. All right, well, yeah, as long as Ozzy's okay. Yeah. That's all I care about, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right, well, the next one, uh, next story that's making a lot of headlines today is uh, Gene Simmons kind of pulling out a 180. Well, he is and he isn't. I think a lot of people are sensationalizing, uh, you know, the interview and, and picking out what they want. But initially, you know, he was praising Prince at the time of his passing. And now he's coming out in a new interview. And this just out, Paul Stanley just apologized for it like I an hour ago. I saw that. I have something to say about that. But uh, basically what Gene said is he called David Bowie's death tragic and Prince's pathetic. Right. And, and and if you read that, I get what he's saying. Look, it, you know, we all know that guy who used to drink, that doesn't drink anymore, that gets, like, totally self-righteous and shit like that. Well, Gene's even worse because he never even drinks. So he's totally self-righteous when he comes out. But he does have a point, okay? David Bowie got cancer. It's not David Bowie's fault. Uh, and, you know, we should say for the record, it still hasn't been released officially uh, what got Prince, but uh, you know, all signs are pointing to a problem with prescription drugs. Yeah, but you know what? Till it's totally out there, you know, he he, he wasn't right for saying it. He jumped no, the no, gun. No, no. no and, I, you know, I, there's also talks it was AIDS. Yeah, I, you know, I've heard all kinds of things, but until they officially announce something, you know, 
you know, they, and, and no matter what it is, you know, to me it just sucks that he's dead. It doesn't matter how. It's just unfortunate that he died. But, you know, for Gene to come out and say this, but it, it's classic Gene. Gene trying to get attention. And while he does have a point, of, of course it comes off as, as cold. And once again, you know, he's embarrassed Paul Stanley with what he said. But if you if you also read the whole interview, uh, he also, you know, he praises Prince just like he did, you know, initially. He was talking about how what, what a genius Prince was. But in the same interview where he called Prince's death pathetic, he also went on to say, he goes, oh, my God, he had so much more, t-, you know, he goes, you know, fuck Michael Jackson. You know, Michael Jackson, you know, he, he put him in the dust, you know, with his talent. Uh, you know, but he goes once again, you know, the dangers of drugs and alcohol. But Gene's always, always done that. Now, you know, I don't think it's as bad as like what Ted Nugent did after fucking Dimebag died. You know, when Ted Nugent just came out and said, you know, oh, oh, fuck Dimebag. He did a shitty cover of Cat Scratch Fever. And anybody who drinks and does drugs deserves that shit. You know, you know that's what Ted Nugent did. I think that's far worse than what fucking Gene said. I just think it's bad timing, and it's kind of, it's just this sensational headline-grabbing kind of shit. And of course, it works, because now it's all over, you know? Well, here's my take on it. I don't think Gene, I think Gene should just shut his fucking mouth till all the, all the, all the news does get out, the real reason he died. Yeah, it is pointing that way, but it's still not official. Right. And when I saw Paul's tweet, I couldn't help but laugh, and something dawned on me. When I saw that, I thought to myself, you know what? Gene Simmons is Paul Stanley's bitch. Think about this for a second. Gene Simmons has badmouthed everybody on the planet except for Sharon, Shannon, uh, Nicholas, uh, the, the, what's the, whatever that fine ass. Sophie. Sophie and, uh, and Paul. He has bashed everybody else in the planet, but those four people are off limits. Have you ever noticed this? Yeah, you're right. And, and, and Paul can fucking bash Gene and has bashed Gene in the past. And uh, and Gene takes it. Gene doesn't get back. Now, you also have to remember, Gene Simmons also... The, the only time I ever remember Gene Simmons apologizing was after Robin Williams died. Remember that one? <laughs> uh, uh, no. Yeah, he here. was talking about how people are pathetic that kill themselves when they're depressed. You don't remember oh, that? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with him. I agree. No, I don't, man. Come on, depression is a is a disease. You know, you you're not thinking straight, man. And but then we found out later it wasn't really depression that killed Robin Williams. It was what was the ailment he had? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm sure it was depression. Bought he was he was uh, diagnosed with MS. Yeah, he didn't want to go through that, so I right, can right, understand right. that. Oh yeah, no, no, I get that, but. Uh, you know, when it, like I've said before, I'm very, uh, I'm not very sympathetic when it comes to depression. It's like you and me talked before. It's like, you know, 20 years ago, people didn't have panic attacks. No, 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 no. I, no, I, I, I agree with you, but there's certain types of depression. There's people that are not well in the head and they have suicidal thoughts and it's something they can't help. It's kind of like cancer in a way to me. I mean, I, hey, look, if you think different, that's fine. I'm just saying. Uh, when Gene Simmons says that, he's just going right across the board. Like, any, if you're depressed, now, yes, I totally agree with you with the panic attack. And there's certain people with their depression that, you know, you know who I don't have no pity for? People that, that are depressed and they say it on Facebook. It's like, no, you're oh, not, you're not depressed, motherfucker. You're just crying for attention. Oh yeah, you're yeah. an attention whore. Oh 
my God. This and you know, and you know, and another thing, nine times out of ten, if somebody says I'm gonna kill myself, they don't. Oh, yeah. ten, ten times out of ten, when somebody kills himself, they tell nobody. They only tell a paper and a pen. Uh, you know, they leave back a lot. But most people that commit suicide, they don't warn anybody. They just do it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Those are the real dangerous ones. The ones who like keep okay. trying. It's 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 just attention. And uh, yeah, that does annoy me on, on Facebook, man. I tell you what, I never ever put anything personal on Facebook. You know, or, or you know, if I get into a fight with my girlfriend, I'm not gonna put that shit. Yeah, on no, I, I I do put personal stuff on Facebook, but never drama related stuff. Yeah. Like there is something really. I'll tell you off the air. Something so bad just recently happened with a with somebody who I thought was my friend. I'll tell you, and you know who this person is too. Okay. That that you know what, Ian? I will tell you this right now. I'll say it to all our viewers: if I ever become friends with this guy again, all of you can come by my house and first come first serve. You can take all my vinyl. Now let me remind you, fuckers: none of you are getting my vinyl. <laughs> Damn it! And I won't talk about this on Facebook. I won't. There's right. certain things that I will not say on Facebook, and that is drunk. But yeah, if, uh, oh, uh, let me tell you a, a, a story that happened to me yesterday, and I haven't told you the story yet. This is horrible. It's terrible. Okay. I, and this has nothing to do with music. Well, it does have something to do with music news because it does feature the Thrash Lord, me, who's in the music business. I'm like a rock star and shit. So That's this involves true. me. So this is a Dr. Fuck story. All right? This morning, like, like, yesterday in the morning... Uh, you know, I always sleep with my phone off, and when I wake up, I turn my phone on, and I had a voicemail. Now, last week, I went to the doctor and left blood. So, <laughs> I, I, I listen to voicemail, and it says, Mr. Vieira, you need to come see your doctor right away. Today, it's extremely important. It's an emergency. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? Right? Shit. So, yeah, and I freak out. So, I go to the doctor. And the doctor says to me, Mr. Vieira, I got some really bad news. And I'm like, what? He goes, and I, I don't know the name of it, but there's this thing, Klokukis or whatever, I can't pronounce it, was at 700. Now, that's supposed to be at 100, 150 would be normal. 700 is very dangerous because I can end up having another pancreas attack. Now, I said, but doctor, I've been taking my medication. I've been doing everything you've told me. And I've even lost weight. I'm... And I'm feeling better than I ever have. How could this be? And he says, you're in a dangerous situation and you need to do something right about it. And I go, wow, man. I said, well, um, how was it before? Like the first time I get a drug test. He goes, oh, let me look. And he looks and he's like, you were at 3,000. And I was like, 3,000. And then he goes, oh, my God. You're, you're 700 from 3,000. This is incredible. This is like a miracle. And I'm like, what? You mean I'm fine? He was like, you're doing great. I was like, well, God damn it. Walk to the front and let me get my co-payment back. You know, because I had to give a co-payment for this, uh, you know, what do they call that? A consultation. Right, right. So I'm like, this motherfucker didn't even check my old, you know, bl blood test. And he sees this 700, which is still dangerous. But here's my point. If I was at 3,000, I'm at 700. It takes time for it to get down to 150. So, right. goddamn, from 3,000 to 700, I'm doing goddamn good. And in his words, it's a fucking miracle. Wow. So, uh, it's safe to say, I ain't seeing that quack anymore. 
I'm going to some other doc. I'm already, I'm already looking into other doctors. I was like, fuck that guy. He scared the living shit out of me. Yeah. Oh boy. I mean, nobody wants that fucking call. Good lord. Yeah, and we're also going to Europe, so that ends our thrasher die news for this week. All right. Whew. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're doing better, brother. And yeah, yeah man, <laughs> 700 from 3,000. Fuck yeah. Yeah, get another doctor. God damn. Damn, I'm telling you, man. Oh, oh, and this is oh, this is the whammy part. This is the part where I know you're you're definitely gonna tell me. Yeah, dude, you better fucking get a, another doctor, no doubt. You know what he said after all that? He said, he goes, Mr. Vera, give me your hand. And I said, okay. So he gets my hand and he puts down his hand. He goes, Lord Jesus. Thank you for helping him. Like he went, oh, he went, serious? he went into a prayer, and oh, I was like, in my head, I'm hearing cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> Who's your doctor, Doctor Vinny Bots? Exactly. Hey, you got no respect. Hey, Rose, I gotta put some shit in the kitchen. Clean up. Good lord. Yeah, get another doctor. Yeah. He went into a prayer. Oh. And I'm like, I'm with my head down going, yes, Jesus, and make sure I get my 25 bucks back. <laughs> oh, my God. Ain't that oh. an insane story? This really freaked, this, this put my, my, this was a, a call I got like around 11, and from 11 o'clock to 1 p.m., I was in shambles. Oh, I God. was in complete shambles. Oh, I bet your blood pressure was probably through the roof. I was freaking out. I was at one point. I was kind of shaking when I was waiting for the doctor. I'm like, man, what's wrong with me? You know, because you know I've had a lot of problems lately. You know, and and now it's like I've been feeling good. I've been losing weight. I've taken all my medication, and I feel so much better lately. That you know, I was like, to get a news like that with the way I've been feeling, the way and the way I I have been uh, taking care of myself. I kind of felt yesterday like, dude, I'm doomed, man. Because well, I, I'll tell you what, what I, what, all honesty, no, no joking around, dude. I, w- I would get a new doctor soon, and, and make sure you get you get rechecked out before you go to Europe. No, yeah. I don't. I don't really have time, but that's fine. Look, I'm I'm okay. My blood sugar's good. My blood pressure's good. My cholesterol right. is good. I'm gonna be gone for for almost a month. I think for a month, if I take, you know, I already got the letter. To, I'm allowed to take the, the insulin on the plane so I can do all this shit. So I think, you know, if I'm away for a month and I continue to take my medication while I'm in Europe, I think I'll be okay. For, oh, so man. I, see, so I, 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 see I, I didn't even think about that. You, you got to do shit like that now, huh? If you want to take your insulin, you probably got to you gotta set that up ahead of time and shit. Yeah, I have to. I already got the letter and everything, but I still do have to call the airline to double check that my letter's okay. You know? Fuck you, terrorists. God damn. Motherfuckers. Anyway, so what uh, else? I, well, I, I, I just want to say a rant. Uh, uh, something, something that really fucking pisses me off, to no fucking end. Uh, that, that, that's not quite as bad as quack doctors, but just as bad as people who share all their fucking personal wanwans on fucking Facebook. Motherfuckers who can't return a shopping cart to the little shopping cart section. Oh, man, I do that all the time. I always put it back, yeah. Oh, bless you, Ralph. Dave, bless you. There is nothing more annoying than trying to go into a parking spot and a fucking cart there because some fat-ass fucking American can't fucking walk their fucking fat-ass five fucking steps and put it where it's supposed to go. That shit really pisses me off. Hey, hey, it happens out here, too, so. Not only Americans, but Spicks and Jews. 
yeah. There's Don't a lot me. of spicks and shoes where I live. Yeah, but at least you got, uh, you know, an excuse, you know. Spicks and Jews don't know no better. <laughs> Notice, don't get mad at me, Jewish people, because I'm calling you Jews. Uh, Hispanics can get mad at me all you want, you stupid Spicks. Well, what are you supposed to call a Jew? I know, but, you know, when I say Spicks and Jews, it's kind of like I'm using a derogatory term and throwing Jew in there, and all of a sudden it's like, anti-Semite, anti-Semite. Well, no, uh, the only person you're going to offend is Jews because they're like, oh, my God, you're lumping us in with the Spicks. That just shows you how racist the Jews are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then again, like, you know, in the Jews' defense, I have fucked many Jewish women. So that, number one, shows that not all Jewish people hate Spicks because they allow me to put my penis in them. And number two, it shows I'm not anti-Semitic because I love the Jewish poon. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Uh, well, let's get back into the stories. It's uh, not, it isn't, isn't it great we're politically correct? Oh, not political you see, correct. you see, I'm not offending the Jews because I'm saying I love to throat fuck the Jews. A racist, uh, anti-Semite would never put their penis near a, uh, a Jewish person. I would love, I love to throat fuck Jews and come on their pretty faces. Hey, I, I love, I love the Jews too. Hell, Stephen Kirsch fucked my old lady out of a tip when he took me out for breakfast. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Stingy bastards. Uh-huh. No, I, I'm just kidding. He left a nice tip. Alright, cool. Uh, uh, oh, did you meet him? Yeah, when he came down here, yeah, he took he took me out for breakfast. So that just breaks on the stereotypes. He actually Ah, oh, that guy's not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been in America too long. Yeah, that's right, man. What's wrong with you? You're a disgrace to your people. <laughs> oh Lord, I can't believe we've been accused of being anti Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, actually, we have. I know. I, that, I know that. And it was really on Ian's part. Because, I mean, right now, the little joke that Ian said about the tip, people see that as uh, an anti-Semitic thing, you know? Yeah, and the, and the funny thing is, I, I, I rag on everybody. You know, I, I've got plenty of reasons to actually hate people other than, you know, what they're born with and what they can't change. You know, fucking Jews can't help they were born stingy fucking bastards. You know, I, I don't hold that against them. You know? Is that, is that wrong? <laughs> no comment. Hey, what? I, I, I love the Jews. White people can't dance. You know, black people like grape soda. You know, can, some, some shit just happens. Don't make you a bad person. They really give good head, believe me. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back to the news before we get on the news. <laughs> All right, uh, another hot topic is ACDC. And uh, ACDC finally performed a concert with Axl Rose. Oh, my God. This has caused so many... You, you don't know because I banned you from my page. Yes. But, oh, my God. There's a lot of people that attack me because of this. But go ahead. I'll uh, get into that later. Well, I, I think uh, I think this shut up a lot of naysayers. Because uh, I think it's, it's hard to disagree with the footage. I mean, uh, Axl did a good job. And I, I got to say... I would rather see Axel DC than this half-assed Guns N' Roses reunion by a long shot. And uh, I wish I had a chance to go see. I got, I got a chance, you know, 15 minutes from my house to go see Guns N' Roses. I couldn't give a shit less, man. If it was fucking Axel DC, I'd be there in a fucking heartbeat. Well, that, that's one thing I got to say to you, Ian. You really do impress me. And I got to say that like most people that hate Axel and they're impressed by what Axel did... I'm very impressed by you because usually you're not this, uh, you know, forthcoming when it comes to a situation like this. 
because you're always like, ah, money and this and man, man, you know, you're like one of those people, you know, but yet this one you're more accepted to and, 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 and maybe I'm rubbing off a little bit on you, dude. Uh, of course, like, like anything in my life that's good or positive, uh, you know, it's because of you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I really, uh, I, I don't have a problem with him doing that. I mean, yeah, do, would I rather see Brian Johnson there? Yeah, but if he can't do it for whatever reason, I, I, I think that Axel can do a good job. And uh, and I'm giving the, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Like, no, I cannot accept Sammy Hagar and Van Halen, but there's plenty of other replacement singers I can accept. Like Brian Johnson, you, you know, uh, like John Bush, you know. There's plenty of other ones. As long as you don't fuck up the fucking band, I understand shit happens. Okay, Sammy Hagar did irreparable damage to one of my to my favorite band of all time. June first, two thousand seventeen. I'm collecting a hundred bucks from what's the guy's name? Uh, at Chris Atkin. We gotta bring this up every month before I forget. Okay. Uh, he's on the page, so I'll remember. Yeah, I know. Uh, just do uh, get ready, get ready, to dig in your pocket, because he says they're gonna be Van Hagar reunion next year. I call just like I call this Axel Rose thing. I call. I'm calling that that ain't gonna happen. But go ahead. But uh, yeah, so uh, I gave the benefit of the doubt, and I listened to it, and I thought it sounded fine. Uh, you know, he, he's always admitted his love for uh, ACDC, and like I said, if like how we talk about how Kiss. Uh, controlled Vinnie Vincent and brought out the best in him. I think, you know, just the the sure legend of ACDC can humble Axel enough to where he's not pulling his fucking, uh, you know, temper tantrum bullshit and making the band wait two hours to go on or, or doing a fucking 30-minute fucking November rain that only Justin Childers cares about. You know? <laughs> uh, you, you know, so I think this is gonna, you know, I, I saw a headline today, it's like, can this bring Axel back as a rock star? And I think, man, the one-two punch of getting back with Slash and doing this shit with uh, ACDC might actually make Axel relevant again. And hey, I'm all for that. I like him as a singer. I just, you know, I, I'm not into the, you know, this Vegas Guns N' Roses shit. You know, I'm more of a, you know, I want him in a, in a street band. You, you know, and that's what ACDC is. There ain't no keyboard player, let alone yeah. two. Let yeah, alone yeah. two. I didn't. Yeah, that's a good point, Ian. I didn't think of it that way, but you are 100 percent right. Yeah. ACDC. You can't get more stripped down than ACDC. Well, unless you go to my, Ian's mom's house. Hey, there you Thank go. Thank you. Yeah, 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 singer. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, dude, it's Axl Rose with two guitars, bass, and drum, and that's where I think you can really. And you know, you know, these are like three, three, four minute songs. Okay, it's not this fucking uh, we're gonna do Bohemian Rhapsody for the 20th time bullshit. It's, I think this is going to bring out the best in Axl Rose, and if there is any new album with Axl Rose, be it with Guns N' Roses or be it with ACDC, I think it'll benefit from him doing this and having to, uh, you know, just be a, a rock guy again, doing rock songs, not this fucking, you know, Vegas shit, you know, no costume changes. Just come out and play rock and roll, you know, where he started. And uh, so, so I'm all behind it. Like I said, fuck the... The half-ass GNR signed me up for Axel DC. I I agree with you 100%. Though now I'm tempted to go see uh, GNR in Orlando. You know I've been saying before. I don't think it's worth me driving three hours. But after this yeah. ACDC thing, I'm kind of like, fuck. I'm so proud of Axel that I, I'm willing to go. I still haven't made up my mind 100%. But I think I don't know if I if I shake the magic eight ball. I think it's going to say you're going to Orlando. 
But here's my point, uh, and this is what you've been missing, because you are banned from my page, Ian. Um, I, I've been pro-Axel ACDC since even before we even heard the first shitty rehearsal tapes. Uh, because I knew, and you did too, and I gotta give Ian credit too, because Ian called it as well. I think you and I and our buddy James, what's his last name? Boy, that guy's a major Axel Nutswinger. Oh, uh, James McCormick. That guy's cool as fuck. He's yeah. like, he's always like on my page, like defending me, while everybody else was like relentlessly, like really telling me how fucking what an idiot I am. Oh, oh th- this guy loves. This is the same guy that wrote Rolling Rock and told him to sponsor me. <laughs> he's, written multiple, he's written multiple. He showed me the letters he got, the emails he got back from Rolling Rock. Wow. <laughs> this, this this guy loves us. I really like this guy, I, and I like how he comes to my defense a lot. I mean, it's my, it's not really my defense, more Axel's defense. But hey, either way, it was nice having him on my side, and even on the on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast page, which you all should join if you're not part of it. Uh, there were a couple opponents that me and him like tackled as well. But here's the thing that I love about this whole thing. I knew it. I knew going in. And the reason why I knew Axel was going to go do good, because I heard him do Riff Raff and Whole Lot of Rosie, and he does them so good. And I, in my head, I thought to myself, I can totally see Axel do Back in Black. It sounds like a song he can tackle. Now, everybody, not everybody, but most, because there are people, and I'm telling this right now, People are biased. Anybody out there that says that they didn't like Axel and ACDC, it's because you're biased. Because I'm telling you right now, if Axel Rose was an unknown, you would have said that guy was good. Because he is a cross between Brian Johnson and Bon Scott. He is the perfect choice. Not Mark Storacci. You know what Mark Storacci said? He hasn't heard of ACDC in 30 years, something like that. What do you want? A fucking guy that does not even a fan of the band. Axel yeah. Rose is a huge ACDC fan, obviously because he's doing ACDC songs in the GNR set. And then again, Mark Sirachi is full of fucking shit too. You tell me he hasn't listened to ACDC in thirty years. Well, he's just, he, he just saying that because he didn't get the gig. And he wouldn't be as good. I'm sorry, I can't oh. see that guy nail Bon Johnson's songs. And, and I can't, the guy in Airborne, no. The guy, uh, who else? Uh, uh, Jackal, no. Um, what else was another guy that kept bringing up? Udo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Angry Anderson, no, 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 no. Plus, Axel none, Rose. Of, none, of, none of them are going to bring the attention. And, and let's be realistic. This is a business. They're trying to sell tickets. And I think it's a win-win. You know, here's another interesting fact. Uh, one of their shows over there in Europe, 7,000 people returned their tickets. I want to... Can I please... Can I please interrupt you right there? Okay. This shows you how everybody's against Axl Rose. Because Blabbermouth ran that story. 7,000 tickets were refunded to make this shit look bad. But what they do not mention... Is all those tickets were bought up by people? Well, uh, that's what I was I was gonna say. They but were but but here's my sold. point. Where's the story? Where's the blabbermouth story that all tickets were sold again? I thought it said that in the same article. No, it didn't. No. Uh, well, maybe in some other. But no, no, no. Okay. The the seven no the seven thousand tickets that were refunded on blabbermouth. There was no mention of those tickets being sold. And let's say okay, let's say I'm making a mistake. And let's say, okay, maybe it did say, and I skipped it. Then why wasn't it in the headline? The headline only said 7,000 tickets were refunded. I I mean, mean, that's that's the... 
headlines are meant to grab your attention. That's the but, same. But is but come on. I mean, why not say 7,000 tickets were refunded and they were bought up again? How does that make the headline any worse? Well, because because people love bad news and, and they'll click on that faster. You know, it's just like the same thing with Gene Simmons. They put uh, uh, Prince Death Pathetic, but they don't mention it there. But he calls him a genius, said he was better than Michael Jackson. Because what, what draws, you know, the, I'm talking about the masses here. What's going to draw more people than negativity? You know, and, and, that, and that's why it's salacious, and, and that's why they do it. But uh, you were absolutely right. You called that a long time ago. You said even people return their tickets, it's going to turn around and sell out because there's a huge buzz. And I've seen a lot of people that were naysayers uh, that heard the recordings and said, oh, damn, I got to admit this sounds good. I'll and, tell you this, Ian, most people. Not all, but most people. Yeah, I've seen people, yeah. so many people on Blabbermouth. Dude, Blabbermouth, Troll Central. I've seen so many people on Blabbermouth that even said, I hate Axel and I hate Jake and Chip. I've never been a Guns N' Roses fan and I hate Axel Rose, but I gotta admit, he did really good. And you know why a lot of these people are saying this? Because Axel Rose has a whiny little voice at times, like, yeah, I'm crying tonight. He didn't do none of that during. ACDC was just balls out. Axel Rose, like, it was balls out. It wasn't really your GNR Axel. It was rough and tough and pissed off, possessed man Axel. And him doing the song back in black, he sounded fucking possessed. And I'm telling you, as a singer, it is extremely, in my case, it's fucking impossible to sing like that sitting down. It's, I mean, and people are like, oh, let's see him do that standing up. Shit, standing up would be easier. It's easier to sing standing up than sitting down, especially that type of shit. That's beyond fucking impressive. Well, and like I said, first and foremost, the reason most people have a problem with this and most people hate Axel is because of his actions more than his singing voice and his songs. It's more about, you know, the the temper tantrums, the canceling shows. That's why over, you know, the taking 20 years to do fucking Chinese democracy. It's more stuff like that is why people hate him. People forget about why he became a star in the first place is because he used to kick ass back in the day. And he's not doing that. You know, he's because he's he has restraint with anger. And respect. Yeah, he's not gonna pull that shit. See in Guts and Roses, nobody is gonna tell him no. But he has enough respect for Angus that he's not He's going to check that ego at the door, and everything's going to be about making Angus happy, and that's what's going to bring out the best in, in, in Axel Rose. Did you, watch, did you watch the full show? No, I didn't. Okay, I got to tell you, this happened during the show. Maybe you saw this part. There was a part, this was like maybe midway through a set, where everybody was so blown away by Axel, the whole place started chanting, Axel, Axel. The whole, the whole fucking stadium's chanting Axel, and what did Axel do? No, 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 no. Angus, Angus. And he made everybody yell out Angus. That's class, man. That's oh, yeah. fucking class. Yeah, and like I said, I think this is this is great for Axel. Maybe they'll teach him a lesson. But you know because- what? Another thing, too. I got to bring this up. Yes, Axel does have this reputation. But have you ever noticed this? Every single video of Axel Rose with fans... He's always cool as fuck. I have yet to see a video of him like pushing a camera away. Hey, don't film me or being a dick. You know, I, I, the only time I ever seen him being a dick is on stage. 
Right, and, and, and you know, and, but you know, naked people wait fucking three hours. Before yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, there's is, is, is disrespectful, and that's he did this shit to himself. Okay, but I'm not denying the man's talent. And, and he's, he's not a bad guy either, man. Right, what right, I've seen. Here, here's the thing, though. You know, like we said about Vinnie Vincent, okay? Uh, uh, Gene and Paul reined him in. Angus is doing that. And without without somebody reining in Axel, you get the Vinnie Vincent invasion. Yep. You, yeah, you, you're right. You're, you're, you're right. You're right. You, you get the background dancers, the, the fucking two keyboards, uh, you know, the, the pianos, you get all this fucking Vegas shit, and, you know, but with somebody who, you know, has something over him, you get what made Axel what he is. So, fuck it, you know. So, like, yeah, the, the bottom line, and, you know, and I also have to bring up certain things. I mean, there's people that hate Axel so much and that hate the situation so much. I see people go... Oh man, this is so pathetic, and 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 fuck Angus for not even refunding the tickets. This is after the story of seven thousand people refunding the tickets. People just want to hate for the sake of hating. People, and and another thing that really disturbs me: how the fuck can you fucking bash Angus Young? Seriously, the man is never. The man is the, the the most stripped down real person ever. You know, you know, you talk about, oh, we lost Lemmy, we lost Prince, we lost it. Hey, man, Angus is right there with all those fuckers. He has integrity, and he never fucked over Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson comes out and says, hey, look, I can't do it anymore. It was my decision to leave the band, and Angus and Cliff were at my house the other day. You know, they're still buddies, you know, and I really honestly believe in my heart that if somehow Brian Johnson gets better, Angus will take him back. I honestly believe that. It, you know, and there's a lot of other people uh, fanning the flames, though. You got you got Jim Brewer. You know, Eddie Trunk still refuses to believe that it's that cut and dry. And he keeps saying all the time that, no, no, Brian was fired. There's something deeper here. There's something deeper here. So that just fuels people's hatred. But then again, if you really do hate Axel, then I'd get, hey, man, if it was fucking Sammy, I'd be losing my fucking shit, you know? No, you're right. You're right. Well, but 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 then again, I mean, imagine that voice with ACDC. It would be horrendous. Yeah, but some fucking assholes would like it, not me. No, 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 but, but believe me. Uh, it, it was... All right. Unlike, you know, and Axel, like, let's face reality here. Axel's way more hated than Sammy. Way more hated in, in the real world. But here's the thing. Uh, Axel turned people's opinions around when he played. The people that hate Sammy will not think the same thing because there's no way Sammy Hagar can nail those songs as good as Axel does. Well, and at least uh, Angus doesn't have to play I Can't Drive 55. <laughs> yeah, well, he doesn't play Welcome to the Jungle either. So. Exactly. And, 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 and you know, and, and then uh, I've had other people say, and here's the thing that really bothers me. People are so upset over Brian Johnson. Hey, look, man, I'm not a Brian Johnson hater. Matter of fact, I'd say he is the second best singer ACDC's ever had. My favorite would be Bon Scott. I'm not saying Axel's a better singer for, for ACDC than Brian. No, because I think Brian has proved himself, especially on those early albums, that he's well worthy to be the second best singer in ACDC, in my opinion. But here's my point. Malcolm Young, man, is the guy that formed the band. Malcolm Young is the guy that brought Angus into the band. Malcolm Young has wrote all the riffs, even the riffs on Rocker Bust. You know, the, he, though he didn't perform on it, it's his songwriting. Malcolm Young is ACDC. 
I didn't see the same kind of disappointment from people that Malcolm and Phil Rudd was out than Brian Johnson. Now, I do understand the argument I've had people say to me, yeah, but it's different when you're the singer. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I told you that before. Okay. That, that, that's what that's what most people care about. Well, that, fuck them. Fuck yeah, them. No, no, fuck I, them all. That's, know, that's my look, point. That's disrespectful to the legacy of ACDC. You, fuck you, you. You care about it. I care about it. The people who listen to this podcast, if you listen to this podcast, obviously you're into music because... In this day and age of five-second fucking YouTube... I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ian, and I'm not calling out any names, even though I don't remember the names, but there are people far more upset about Brian Johnson, not not in uh, ACDC than Malcolm Young, on our Facebook page, and it's a disgrace to me. And let me explain something, man. To me, ACDC became a tribute band when Malcolm was out, and I still bought a ticket to see that tribute band with Brian Johnson here in Sunrise that was canceled... And let me tell you something, no disrespect to Brian Johnson, but that shit's coming back with Axl Rose, and I couldn't be happier. Sorry, I've seen Brian Johnson with ACDC since 1981. I saw For Those About to Rock all the way up to Black Eyes. I've seen every tour. Okay, I think I can handle, and I don't, I'm not looking, I'm not jumping for joy because it's at uh, Brian's expense, but you know what, man? I gladly, I'm like more happier to see Axl Rose in ACDC now than Brian Johnson, and I'll explain to you why. Because it's not ACDC. It's a fucking tribute band, because Malcolm and Phil Rudd is no longer there. I consider it a Phil... I, when I bought that ticket to see the last time they were coming, I considered it seeing, let me go see Angus and Brian and Cliff Williams and the bald dude I don't care about for the last time. I didn't think they were ever coming back. That's the reason I bought the ticket. But now, the tribute band's coming back with Axl Rose, who impressed the fuck out of me, but, you know, and honestly, I knew he was going to be that good. And I'm, I could be happier because, you know what, and another thing that a lot of people are fucking up in arms about is how, oh, excellent It's only for fucking shows. It's, he's not their singer, though. I, would, I wouldn't fucking well, really. Now, he, he did say that he would be willing to do an album with him and carry on. I would love that. I would love that. I would love it. I'm sorry, Brian well, Johnson I, I, fans. I'm sorry, I, but I, I would, would rather, love it. I would rather hear that than a new Guns N' Roses album without the original lineup. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I think we both are on the same page. I'm more excited for Axel DC than GNR. I really am. But I will tell you, it's because of this Axel DC shit that makes me want to go see Axel now. You know. All right, but but I, I mean, you you do realize though that when you do go, and I'm not saying don't go see Guns N' Roses, but when you do, you do realize it's going back to the Vegas. You know, the, the 15 minute estranged. Yeah. You know, and, and the November rain and the background singers and yeah. the fucking two keyboard players. I'm just saying, keep that. I mean, just look at the set list. I mean, yeah, they threw out a couple of nuggets. They do Coma. The, yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, I like Coma, but I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of a live experience here. For a live experience, I want hungry, two guitar, bass, drums, vocals, Guns N' Roses. I don't want the Vegas shit. I understand. I understand. You know, and that, and that's that's what you. I, I know you're excited because look how good Axel's been with ACDC. Yeah. I think you'd be better off seeing the ACDC. I think you'd be far happier driving an hour to see that than you would three hours. I yeah, almost guarantee. You're, you're correct. You're correct. Even if, if you think, hey, this sounded good, that sounded good. Overall, what are you going to enjoy more, ACDC? Because yeah. the songs are better. Point blank. Yeah. I, I, I mean, because half of what you're going to see. 
is the goddamn use your illusions era shit that isn't your favorite anyway. Right. You know? No, you're right. I I, I guess I'm just sucked into this whole thing. Oh no, I, I get it because he sounds he sounds great and it gives everybody hope. And, but you know what? And, and I'll say this to everybody, man. Axl Rose sounded great every time I saw him with Buckethead and Bumblefoot. There, here's the reason why Axl gets a lot of shit for his voice. Because he did suck hard on the MTV Awards when he first came back. He yeah, was yeah. Hard, out of wind, out of breath. He was terrible. And people remember that and they just won't let it go. You know? But I saw him live after that and he delivered every time. And now I think he's even better because he's... I think he sings songer now. Even those Guns N' Roses footage I saw with the Vegas shit, he's singing so well sitting on that chair that he did. And a lot of people, oh, it's because he ain't running around with himself. Dude, it's not easy to... I think it's easier to run around and sing than fucking sit there and be restrained by a broken leg. You know? And, and plus, people give him shit because he put on some weight. But show me somebody who's 53 that hasn't put on some fucking weight, you know? And that, that, what the fuck does that matter? What, you want to suck his dick or something? <laughs> right. you know, I, and, and I'm really tired. You never, ever, have you ever, ever seen me make fun of somebody's looks on Facebook? I've. That's right. not my thing, dude. I never, ever do that. And I've seen people continue. All right, you know... I, Mind you, I do get a little chuckle when I see Blackie Lawless, but that's a personal thing, you know? But but <laughs> but it's not because he's a fat ass. It's just they're making fun of him for being a fat ass. So I like the fact they're making fun of a guy that pretty much wanted to kick my ass once. And that's a whole... Listen to our watch episode. You can hear how Blackie Lawless wanted to kill me. But my point is, you know, hey, yeah, Vince Neil, uh, Axl Rose, and I see all these memes, and you know what? I'm a little offended. You know what really offends me, Ian, more than anything? When I see fat people put up put up pictures of fat Axl and fat Vince Neil. I'm like, you're fat too, motherfucker. <laughs> so everybody out there that's listening and that's laughing at fat Axl and fat Vince while you're a fat ass yourself, <laughs> look at you, fatso. And, and, and nobody, uh, nobody sounds like they did when they were 20. I mean, I mean, show me fucking Robert Plant, you know, doing what he did when he was 20. Show me, and, he's, and I hear all this shit, oh, Sammy Hagar still got it. Dude, I heard some of Sammy's shit, and he doesn't sound like he used to. He's never had it. Hey, and I'll tell you this too, man. Axl Rose sounds fucking amazing still. But, in, 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 in truthful, truthful honesty, Axl Rose hasn't been out there fucking screaming his ass off constantly like most singers do. That guy takes long breaks. Yeah, but you know what? You know what I'm saying though. I mean, shit changes. Nobody sounds exactly like they did. You know, what, I, I don't care if you're still you. You can still sound good, but your voice will. Change. Yeah, man. Nobody out there. You know, I'll tell you, Glenn Hughes, Robin Zander, exceptions. And of course, with I don't even have to mention this, but yeah, of course, Doctor Fuck. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and you know, my, you know, I know I'm stroking the ego and shit, but dude, have you heard me singing the shit I do? That shit's hard, man. Every after when I'm done with the show, it's like, please, please, give me an oxygen tank. It's hard work what I do, man. Listen to TerrorVision. You know, I have a video online, a 21-year-old kid singing Wake Up Small Thrash, and his eyes rolled to the back of his head, and he passed out. Swear to God. It's on YouTube. Nice. Yeah. It's not easy doing what I'm doing, and I'm 51. Exactly. And I'm 51 to all the 19-year-old chicks out there. Grr. With your, with your, with you know, you know, these nineteen-year-old chicks that your daddy left your mommy and you never knew your daddy. Come to daddy, baby. I'll be your daddy. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> all right. What else is in the news? All 
right. Well, uh, uh, John Bush just came out today, and he was. Uh, I was I was pretty stunned by this because I'm not going to give it away. I'll let you tell the story, which is a little segue. I will say this: this was very shocking to me because John Bush is not one to like say negative shit. He's he's a total class guy, but this one kind of like threw me back a little bit. Yeah, well, John Bush came out today, and he was kind of. Uh, just say he didn't agree with bands re-recording their shit. Uh, you know, just like, you know, he brought up the, the newest Whitesnake album where they re-recorded, uh, you know, uh, David Coverdale did all the stuff he did when he was in Deep Purple. That album's and, terrible, by the way. And he's like, you know, Richie Blackmore isn't on me and Pace isn't on it. He's like, and, and neither is David Coverdale's voice. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I like David, you know, you know, and I like his voice. He goes, but it's different, and you don't have the same players, so what's the point? And, you know, he brought up some other shit. And then uh, the interviewer brought up, well, you know, you did The Greater of Two Evils with Anthrax, you know, where you re-recorded all the, all the Joey Belladonna shit. And he said, well, you noticed I was out of the band shortly after that. But, yeah. uh, you know, he made it sound like he left the band. And, uh, you know, he, he well... I, I think he did leave the band, but it was because, you know, they did the reunion shit with Joey Belladonna to make some money. Uh, but I, I do agree with him, even though it's kind of pot, you know, kettle pot black kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I don't like it when bands do that shit. You know, uh, Armored Saint did re-record one of their older songs, by the way. Uh, was that on uh, Nod to the Old School? Yeah, they re-recorded March of the Saint. And to be honest with you, I like that version more than the original. Really? And, and, you know, no offense to uh, the great Dave Pritchard, because it is lacking the great solo Dave Pritchard did, but still, it's a much more... It is, you know, it's really wild to think about it, because, and I love, don't get me wrong, I love March of the Saint. I think it's a great album. But when I heard this other version, I was like, man, this has so much more balls to it. And what's, what's crazy is that March of the Saint was produced by Michael James Jackson. Right. The guy that did Creatures, you know? I mean, right. and it's and that album does not sound as bombastic as Creatures. So I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. And you know, Armored Saint, Joey Vera from the bass player of Armored Saint said something interesting. While they were recording March of the Saint, they knew they were in trouble when Michael James Jackson said, I don't really know much about Black Sabbath. <laughs> well, you know, and here's another thing, you know, when people talk about Michael James Jackson and like the sound on Creatures, you know, uh, the drum tracks were done separately with Nico Ballas, I think his name is, who's, who's most known for working with uh, Neil Young. But the drum tracks were totally done separate than the rest of the album. So that's not so much Michael James Jackson. Ah, as interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I yeah. did not know that. Oh, yeah. good, good thing you said. Yeah, that's, that's in the liner notes. The drum tracks were done total, you know, separate from everything else, you know, because I, you know, I, uh, I like the production on uh, Look It Up, but it doesn't sound like Creatures. No, it doesn't. Uh, I love, he uh, produced the third uh, L.A. Guns album. That was my pick of the week the other week. That doesn't have that kind of hardcore drum sound. But I mean, it, yeah, look at your lighter notes. Nick, Nico Ballas, I couldn't pronounce his name wrong, but he did he did all the drum tracks. I call him Nico, Nico Balls. There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> but yes, I, I will agree with John Bush. I, I'm not a fan of bands re-recording shit because you'll never capture the same vibe. You'll never care. I mean, we've even had to do it on the show where we've had, uh, you know, technical issues, you, you know, with the recording and have to redo it. And I hate it because you never get that spontaneity. 
that you do initially. I know, and, and also we didn't have Nick Balls on the show. That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't recommend that to other bands. Now, I mean, I mean, if you have the the means to go back and and you know take the original performances, but maybe touch up the production, that's one thing. But but to totally re-record it, I mean, I mean, you know, Kiss has done it, Twisted Sisters done it. Uh, and you know, white snake, whatever you know, and it, to me, it never works. It uh, it never works. So, other bands out there, don't do that. All right, next story. Uh, Schmier from the Great Destruction, who I got to see last year and blew me the fuck away, said thrash music cannot be played by rich people, and I almost gotta agree with him. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's why thrash and I rules. Because <laughs> a bunch of broke motherfuckers. <laughs> Because if you notice, the thrash bands that never made it huge are the ones that are still putting out awesome fucking thrash music. Well, with the exception of Dave Mustaine. Did you, not to get off the subject, but did you see that fucking footage of Dave Mustaine's house? No. Holy fuck, dude. That guy lives in a fucking, dude, dude, this place is fucking, I, I can't express, I've never seen a house that big in my life. This guy lives in beyond... This is like five mansions in one. And it takes about like... It's like the driveway to get to Dave Mustaine's house is about four blocks long. Right, but he lives in fucking Tennessee. You know, he doesn't live in Malibu. And he lives on a mountain. I mean, the guy is still fucking loaded. Oh, hey. Yeah, but I mean, look, who, who gets the majority of all the money in Megadeth? Who's got all the writing credits? But I'm just making up a point. That's an exception. They just released a kick-ass speed metal thrash well, album. Yeah, they, they've done a good... But look how many bad ones they've done, too. But, but I, I'm I, just saying, hey, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know... Well, it, it, I, I, th- I think... It's like it's like judging Axl Rose and not and judging Axl Rose with the ACDC performance. Well, Axl Rose sucked them, so that, that sucks. You but know what I, I mean? I think what he's getting at, though, is being poor keeps you hungry. And if, if you never had that huge... Hit or something that made you comfortable, uh, you never get complacent. And I, I think you saw that with, with a lot of the the big four bands. Even you know, I, I still love me some Slayer. Uh, you know, I, I love their new releases. They all strayed. They, they they all strayed. But if you look at the ones like you know Overkill and shit like that, you know, and and stuff like you know uh, you know Destruction. I would, I would point more at Destruction and. And Sodom as being, yeah, you know, Overkill did take a detour, but it was a damn good one. High hair black, right? Uh, oh, oh yeah, you know, uh, Exodus. But it, but, but it was it was a detour, but it wasn't nothing like, hey, we're gonna get on the radio with this. No, one. they, they yeah. were like, hey, they, hey, you know what? I love Sabbath. Let's do a Sabbath album, which right. is cool, which is cool. But uh, I, I kind of agree for that kind of music, uh, you can't be complacent, and uh, and so I, I agree with that statement. All right, uh, next story. Uh, Neil Sean came out and said uh, he does not care about getting into the Rock and uh, Roll Hall of Fame. Too many people should be like Neil when it comes to this. Right, but but here here's a point I'd like to, to point out. Uh, Kiss said the same thing. Uh, Cheap Trick said the same thing. All these bands, Deep Purple said the same thing. But when the time comes and they induct you, only the Sex Pistols had the balls to tell them to go fuck themselves. Rush, Rush said the same thing too. Yeah, R- Rush. Oh wait, went. wait, no, Axl Rose too, man. Well, Axl Rose snubbed well, 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 Rush still, yeah, Axl didn't show up. 
No, Axel even wrote a letter. It was a little bit of a snub. Not as bad as Johnny Rotten, because Johnny Rotten is God. Right. But what I'm saying is, they all still go in. But, uh, you know, and I've heard about all this, uh, you know, talk about how much Steve Miller went off about it and how Oh, that was the was. best. I heard it. Have you heard the audio? No, I haven't it's heard It's amazing. The audio. Dude, it's amazing because one guy goes, uh, let, uh, when, when he started fucking complaining, the guy from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame goes, uh, let's wrap it up. And he looked at the guy and goes, I'll wrap you up. <laughs> nice. That shit ruled. Nice. And then he just went on calling them pimps and thieves and scumbags and Oh, I I all of a sudden got got a mad respect for fucking Steve Steve Miller. Well, uh, one thing that I saw in this article that I didn't know before either that I thought was horrible, that they told Steve Miller, uh, okay, we'll throw you out here, but uh, we're not paying for for the Steve Miller band. To yeah, come out here. yeah, the, he brought that up in that speech. And uh, and that I didn't know that it cost. If you want to go to that, it's like ten thousand yeah. dollars. Oh yeah. Uh, Rick Nielsen did a little jab about it on stage. On during his acceptance speech, Rick Nielsen said, "And I want to thank the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for charging ten thousand dollars seats, so that way I didn't have to bring all my family tonight." But yeah. he said it in a sarcastic way, like you know, he wanted his family there, you know. Right. But uh, what I'm getting at is, is uh, you know, Neil said he doesn't give a fuck about it, but I guarantee you, if they get inducted next year, he's gonna go. There's no way, and there's no way it will happen because I saw that scumbag douchebag deluxe Jan Warner say in the '80s when that whole rock and roll thing started happening, he number he called out of all bands Journey. He oh yeah. Said, he he specifically said Journey because he goes the way to get into the rock and roll Hall of fame you have to be around for at least 25 years because you know if we let bands in now we we probably like induct Journey. You know, because they haven't been around for 25 years at that time when right. he said this. So it's not going to happen. Though, then again, Jan said there's no way Kiss is going in. Yeah. But, you know, they, they just... And the only reason uh, I believe Kiss got in is because attendance has been so poor at the Hall of Fame. They've been having a lot of problems getting people in. And they knew something like Kiss... You know, look at the fucking Kiss Nazis, man. I mean... I mean, our show is a prime example. But we, we, but we, but we, there, there there's also there's also I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there's also the the aspect that now we have people that are are in charge of inducting people uh, that like Kiss, like that that commie scumbag Tom Morello. I mean, he he had a lot for Kiss to get in, and there's a lot of like when you get inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you automatically get to choose who goes in. You know who gets to choose who goes in now too? Eddie, Eddie Trunk. Yep, Eddie Trunk. Eddie Trunk does. So you know, shit like that. I think Kiss got in because of those people, really. Well, I I think it was it, it was a combination. I think they were trying to attract attention. You know, Kiss fans will buy anything, and they're hoping like maybe that'll get some people to go because attendance has been very poor. You know they're they're not doing what they thought they'd do. Good. Oh yeah, no, I no I agree. But what I would really love to see is a marquee band just still have the balls to not buckle down when they're inducted and say, you know what, fuck you. You don't. Now, it just I, makes me want to sell out and become a huge rock star so I can snub them. Exactly, and I would like to see like a like a band that like has been fucked over for so long. Like I think Journey could have gone in. In 2000. Sticks, so that, Boston, yeah. Kansas. Oh, yeah. 
Come you on, know? man. But Jesus I, I would, Priest, Iron Maiden. Come on, yeah. man. I'd like to. I'd like to see another band that has, you know, respect and clout. Just when their time comes, just say, you know what? Look how long you fucked me over. Fuck you. You know. But you know, they, they inducted bands that were inspired by Kiss, that were in before Kiss. I mean, how retarded is that? Well, I, I, I've said it a million times. That's supposed to be not only 25 years, but influence. Okay, you know. How how many people did Ace Frehley cause to pick up a guitar? How many people did fucking Jackson Brown? But Jackson Brown goes in the first fucking year. That guy is so boring. Running on, running on empty. Yeah. Uh, that's the, running yeah. on empty is fucking what he yeah. does. His fucking songwriting's running yeah. on empty. His wife killed herself because he's such an asshole. And, and he, like, and, yeah, he beat up what's her face? Daryl Hannah. Yeah, he's a fucking uh, wife wife beater. Right. Or a yeah. girlfriend beater, wherever the fuck right. he was. Why can't Vince Neil be in there? You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Molly Cruz should be in there, man. Too Fast for Love, Shot at the Devil. Come on, that influenced a bunch of shitload of bands, you know? Yeah. You know, fuck, fuck them, man. And, you know, cheap trick to get in this late. I mean, I, I don't know. Right, whatever, man. Yeah, but I'm saying, I would have loved to have seen somebody like Cheap Trick just say, you know what, uh, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. But, but, but that just shows you, whether you like the Sex Pistols or not, at least they had enough balls to say, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I, and I love, and I love Johnny Rotten because Johnny Rotten is just the most real. I don't give a fuck about right. you. That guy is punk rock, right? You know? and, and, and whether you like him or not, I think he just commands respect. You know? I love Johnny Rotten, and I know you know, and and Johnny Rotten is a guy that I would never want to meet because he'd be a complete prick to me. But I still love him. But right. maybe maybe I will want to meet him now, just so I can get the privilege to say. Johnny Rotten totally told me to fuck off, you know? Right, right. I love that guy. I love that guy. I am so fascinated by him that I spent time, there's times I spent hours on YouTube just looking at this guy talk because he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, you know, right. and, and I love the fact that he he never, one person he never bashes is Alice Cooper. Loves Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah. And, and that makes him even more charming to me because it shows you he could be a nice guy too. It's like, he loves the fuck out of Alice Cooper, and I love that, you know? He, he played Alice Cooper at his Sex Pistols audition. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did 18 uh, when he was auditioning for Sex Pistols. <laughs> Man, I, I'd love to hear that. I'm sure that was funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, last story, and this relates to our episode. Uh, Denner Sherman, who released an EP last year that we both loved. Yeah. are releasing a full-length album on June 24th called Masters of Evil on Metal Blades. And, man, I am really looking forward to that after that EP, man. If they can keep up that same uh, level of craftsmanship, I think it's going to be a strong album. could be contender for album of the year. I hope so. And also, the singer of that band is in a band called Cage that released a brand-new album that fucking rules, and I can't remember the name of it now. I'm sorry. So yeah, Ian, uh, I, I'm gonna have to like throw a monkey wrench into this, and we're not gonna have news on this week's episode. I figure uh, we should air this tomorrow because tomorrow is your birthday. That's and right. So let's give people, uh, let's give pe- instead of giving you a fucking present, let's give our people a present for your birthday. Let's okay. give them a news episode because we've been going on a while. It might be like an hour and a half, and I do have something else I want to talk about that I'm very excited to talk about was uh, right. I just spent $300 on 
on the two Metallica box sets that were just released. Ah, okay. And holy, but Jesus, this is some good shit. And look what I did. And if you want Ian, I'll send you a copy for your birthday. If anybody out there, and I know you're well aware of this, uh, Ian, uh, the Cliff Amal home video, you have that, right? Yes. Now, remember at the end of the video, that pro shot footage of the Kill Em All tour where it, James holds up the album, yeah. you know, and then they steal, they take Kurt's guitar during his solo. Well, that, the Kill Em All box that brings that DVD, the full show. Yeah, at the Metro in Chicago. Yes. And the first 15 minutes have no audio. Oh, wow. But the great Dr. Fuck, that's me. I grab, it also brought a CD from a Middletown, New York show from the same tour. And I put, I synced it up, man. I synced up that, that audio and I did it perfectly because the parts that didn't really sync up, I used, you know, footage from later on, slow motion footage just to fill it out. And it's only three songs. It's uh, Hit the Lights, Four Horsemen, and uh, Jump in the Fire. And, and the rest of the audio is there. So I have the full show now with audio. And I got to say, these box sets are very impressive. They bring a ton of bootlegs. They even bring a bootleg vinyl from a bootleg show. But these are like soundboard, really good sounding. This ain't no audience recording. It has, man, Kill Em All sounds so good. Like the 180 gram. And, and the same thing with, and it brings a killer book with all these pictures I've never seen before. Killer Metallica patch, the demos to the album, uh, interview disc, and the same thing with Ride the Lightning. The Ride the Lightning has the full show where you see them playing uh, Seek and Destroy, uh, and, and uh, it also has the the Day on the Green show. Nice. Um, not the full show, but you know a few songs from that because MTV didn't film that whole show. So what they did film that's on there, an interview with James and Lars at that show in the back. Um, really interesting shit. It brings a killer book as well. So, uh, and I know this has been out for maybe a month or so, but I just recently purchased this. And I'm going to give a little a little hint out there to the people that order shit on Amazon. This is funny shit. I ordered both these box sets on Amazon. I think it was on Tuesday, maybe Monday or Tuesday. And I posted it on Facebook. I said, hey, everybody, I bought these two box sets. So then there's this guy that lives in Pompano, which is not that close to me. It's a, a record store called Record Rack, which is a cool record store. And uh, he said, oh, man, I have them. And I said, oh, too late. I already purchased them. And he you know, sent me a private message saying, um, you know, you can cancel the order. And I can match that price. And I said, oh, shit, okay. So I went to Amazon and I canceled the order. Now, when I canceled the order, it said the order is pending. Now, it shows that it's supposed to be shipped on Friday. It says it will be shipped on Friday. I canceled it on Tuesday. Get this. Ready for this? Yeah. On Wednesday, they already shipped it. Oh. <laughs> and I got it on Thursday. No, but it's a good thing because you think about it. I got it sooner because they were like, oh, no, this guy wants his money back. So hurry up, throw it in the post office. You know what I mean? And I got it right away. You know, and you buy that much off Amazon. They don't charge you shipping. Right. You know, so, you know, I got a good deal off. And plus, you know, there's gas money to go all the way to Pompano. 
it, it worked out for me. So anybody out there, if you want your shit quicker on Amazon, cancel your order and they'll send it up. They'll send it right away so they don't have to give you your money back. <laughs> there, that's a, that's that's a good uh, hint for all you people out there in uh, in fucking in whatever land. And I also want to say, and I don't know about you, Ian, but Slayer, Anthrax, and Death Angel are playing four blocks from my house. They coming your way? No. Well, they they said uh, some more dates might be added, but as of now, no. And uh, man, that sucks because. I still, to this day, have not seen Anthrax with Joey Belladonna. Wow. And, and I've never seen Death Angel. And I've never missed Slayer if they're around. So, man, I would love to see this tour, but as of now, it don't look like I'm going to season. Yeah, that sucks, man. I mean, it's, I love the, the Fillmore's right there, man. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of, because that's a very nice venue. So, you know, you know, it's all bolted seats and stuff. So. It'll be interesting, you know. Ooh, a bolt and seat show for that? Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the Fillmore. The Fillmore, I don't know if all Fillmore's all across the U.S. are this way, but this Fillmore, I mean, it's very, it's chandeliers, and very nice and proper place, you know. This is not really a place that hosts a lot of metal shows. You know, it, it, it hosts, it hosts, you know, the gam. I mean, Danzig played there. I've seen Dream Theater there. I've seen, who else? Uh, Spinal Tap. Well, that sucked. Uh, Tenacious D. Uh, I saw a really killer ABBA tribute band there. You said spi- Spinal Tap sucked? Spinal Tap was horrendous. It was called the Unwig Tour or something like that, where they didn't, they weren't wearing, you know, their outfits. Oh, yeah, because I was going to say, I saw them, you know, and it was the full show. Oh, you're lucky, man. I yeah. never got to see Spinal oh, Tap. Oh, yeah. I, I still I, feel I haven't seen them. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I saw them on the Break, Break Like the Wind Tour. And oh, it, you're so lucky. Oh, that, I had tickets to that and it got canceled at the Guzman Center in Miami. Oh, they came out in the pods and everything. Oh, Damn. Man. Man. Oh, great. <laughs> Damn. Great. Well, what I saw was them dorm, regularly clothed, playing all the shit unplugged. It was horrendous. And and I got to tell you an interesting story. Some dirt on these assholes in Spinal Tap. Uh, I, in the Fillmore, it's very easy to meet a band. All you got to do is go to the back with a tour bus. There's a gated, it's a gate, but there's a tour bus there. But there's yeah. a gate, and everybody, Jack Black came out. I took a picture with him, Tenacious D. Everybody comes up to the gate, because there, there's a bunch of fans waiting. So, first comes my favorite, Nigel. Fucking totally ignores us, goes in the bus. Dick. Then, um, Michael McKeon. Yeah. Oh my God, he was even worse than Nigel. He wow. did. He did come up to us. He came out, and uh, he was signing some autographs. And this guy had the Laverne and Shirley board game. Oh, nice. And he's like, "I'm not signing that." What? Yep. And then another guy's like, "I swear to God, this is how exactly how it went down." This other guy's like, "Michael, can I get a picture with you?" And I swear, he even paused. He paused and he went, "No." True story. Then I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "What a dick!" I didn't have nothing for him to sign. You know, I had a ticket, but I was like, "I don't even want this guy's autograph." What a dick! Then comes Harry Shearer. You know Harry Shearer? He's the guy that does Principal Skinner. Right, 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 right. right yeah. Motherfucker was beyond nice, and that guy's a hundred times more famous than both of them combined. Right. That guy was cool as fuck. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, he was super nice, man. While the other two were like dicks. And I was like, now see, that's a classy dude. Like, he came out, he spent time, he took pictures, he signed autographs, you know. If, if, if You know, if the guy gave him the Laverne and Shirley board game, he would have signed it, you know. But right. what a dick, right? 
Did, did the drummer come out or did he die before? Yeah, I know, yeah. He, blew, he did, but he blew up right before he got to it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was so bad. It was such a, it was a bad performance too. It was, it was just not oh, meant to be. Man, that, that's, when I saw them, they were fucking great. But yeah. unfortunately, oh my God, and I, I never let uh, my buddy live it down. And, and people who are friends with me on Facebook know, uh, I always post the Dickard's 80s uh, Closet Classic. And I dedicate to my friend Dickard. We went to the show together, and we had to leave uh, before the encores because he worked third shift and he drove. Uh, and I was so I was like, "Fuck your job, dude! Fuck your job!" He's like, "Fuck you!" Uh, <laughs> you know, but I'm, but I'm like, "You work in a fucking grocery store, stocking shelves, third shift." But this is Spinal Tap, so I, I missed Big Bottom because because we had to leave. Oh, uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I know, but yeah, it, but no the. The Break Like the Wind tour was fucking awesome, man. I still got the shirt. I can't fit into it, but I still got it. My old lady wears it to work. You know, you know uh, that night, the best thing about that night, they were selling a Spinal Tap shirt that the back said Isle of Lucy. <laughs> and I, I bought it. I go, oh, I got to have that. The Isle of Lucy shirt. <laughs> but, yeah, man, yeah, that's uh, what a, what a dick. Yeah, that, but, uh, yeah, Slayer and Anthrax, and, and I'm very excited because these are, you know, I mean... I'm excited to see a band. Uh, this is like the, the most killer package that's ever hit the Fillmore for a metalhead like me, you know? I mean, I've seen some cool shows there. Opath, you know, I've seen cool stuff there. but Right, but I, man, I don't like seeing bands like that at places with, like, bolted-down seats. It, it, yeah, it, I, I, I agree, too, but hey, man. I mean, ba bands like that, it should be a club that's, you know, filled with smoke and people are spilling beer everywhere and, you know, and there's drugs and... That's just how it should be. Yeah, this place is a little tight. I, I actually turned down, I mean, not only were the ticket prices ridiculous, but uh, there was a performance arts center here where I went and saw, it was like uh, Blondie and, and somebody else. And it's, it's funny, I, I, see, I saw Jimmy Bauer and, uh, and a couple guys from Down and I Hate God were there at the show. And I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Like, my old lady likes Blondie. <laughs> I was like, yeah, me too. Me too. But anyway, it was like it was like that, it, you know, with the seats and everything. And to me, it was so un-rock and roll. And like maybe four months later, uh, the Scorpions, when it was supposed to be their farewell tour, came through with Rat. And I was like, man, that's not where I want to see that show, sitting down, you, you know, you know, restricted in seats and nobody could smoke. And, I, I, and plus the tickets were like 60 bucks. I was like, nah, I'm good. Wow, I'm good. But uh, yeah, well, I, there was a performance arts center in Florida when, when I lived in Central Florida, uh, and it's it, it's great. Like I saw George Carlin there, and it was great, you know, for a comedian. But uh, I went and saw uh, uh, the Wilson Sisters. They weren't touring as hard. It was the, the Wilson Sisters, and I got up to go take a piss, and they wouldn't let me go back to my seat until that song was over. What? Yeah, yeah, they would not let you, you know, go back into your seat because it was a performance arts center. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Oh, because you're going to abstract the view of people for a couple seconds going back to your seat. Right, right. And I was like, I, I mean, I started getting belligerent, but then I, I realized I was going to get thrown out and I had people inside. But I was like, what the fuck? And they stopped serving booze once the show started. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, it was fucking, and I was like, never again. Never, so if I know a place is like that, 
Man. Oh, I'll tell, I'll tell you a really bad story I had. This was here on Miami Beach. The Alex Skolnick's trio. You yeah. know, that, that jazzy thing he does. He played this, like, this hotel here on the on South Beach. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to go see that. So, you know, I show off as I am, as I always am. Jeans, T-shirt. They told me I couldn't go in. There was a dress code. Wow. Yeah, True I think story. I remember you telling me that. I, I, went, I went back home and put on my suit because I wanted to see it, you know? Put right. on my suit and then I got to go in. But fuck. Right, to go see a guy who was in Testament. <laughs> you know? Exactly, you know? Uh, you know, it was oh. like, oh, God. Yeah, I know, man. Shit like that is just so un-rock and roll, dude. So, so un-rock and roll. Yeah, formal bullshit. Yeah. I just hate that snobby shit, you know? I do. I, I, do. I, love, I love people looking down at me like I'm scum. It makes my dick hard. Right. <laughs> well, I, I get it all. I mean, you and me get that. I mean, for people our age to still have fucking long hair, we yeah. get it all the time. I mean, I mean, look, looking even on the page, how many people on that page, our age, still have their fucking hair and still look like they listen to the music they listen to? Yeah, not a lot, not a lot, not a lot of people uh, fit the role, man. Because you oh, know, I mean, unfortunately, not. unfortunately, a lot of our, a lot of our listeners are people that you know they can't get a job with long hair, and, and you know, or get you know, people don't want to like bust their ass like I did. Now I don't bust my ass, but you know I'm, I I, I stuck to my guns because I preferred long hair than money. <laughs> well, well, hey, when when I got my job, dude, I wore a fucking suit to my interview, and you know, I, you know, I have my hair pulled back at work, but I didn't cut it. But I mean, look at Justin Childers, man. He doesn't even have his Jufro. I mean, I mean, he looks like a goddamn Dave Matthews fan. Sell out, homo gay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I, I, t- I tell you what, if I didn't have so much fun fucking his mother, I'd yeah. Oh at least he had more fun than me. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got to get there earlier. That shit gets sloppy. I mean, I, I I'm fucking her, and I can't help but think. Yeah, not only is this his mom, it's also his sister. Yeah, I I, know. I mean, it was hot, but still, it was weird. They got those eyes that are just too close together. Yeah, in the web to in the web toes. Oh, oh yeah. God! What's up with that, man? I don't know. She's a hell of a swimmer, though. She has that little Godzilla bumps on her back, too. What's oh. up with that? Oh, man. <laughs> you are the homo gay. <laughs> oh. Well, all right. This has been a very long news up. No more news, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I ain't got any other stories. Uh, are, are we still putting up the same episode now, or are we going to put up a different episode now? No, we're putting up a different episode because the other okay. episode. Yeah, we're gonna put up we're gonna put up a two hour episode that will be announced tomorrow, whatever the hell it is. Because we were gonna tack this on to an episode that is only an hour and a half, but we'll save that one for next week when we'll do the news again that won't be as long as this. Yeah, because uh yeah, well there'll definitely be news next week because I can't wait to hear what Tommy Thayer has to say about Prince. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be sensational, but he just has to wait for Ace to say something first. Yeah, exactly. So so he can copy it. Yeah, he can say exactly (laughs) what Ace says, yeah. Well, you know, well, I want to say we're recording this uh, the day uh, before your birthday. But I do want to say to you, Ian, happy birthday. Thank you, brother. And that is for tomorrow. But for today, I want to wish a happy birthday to Moore's Buttermaker. Yes. Yeah, my Irish twin who's a day uh, day older. Yes, thank you. Uh, you know, uh, fucking happy birthday, you pool cleaner. <laughs> Come on, Ahmad, there's no need to bring race into this. We got enough problems. 
<laughs> All right, and this was the new Spectacular Special 3. We hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. See you Sunday. Happy birthday to me. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs>